0: Thanks for downloading this week's podcast from Crossroads. We are glad you took the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864 288 1626. Or you can find out more information at our website, hope at crossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends. Let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Videos of our messages are also online at hope at crossroads.org. And now, now, here's this week's podcast.
1: Amen. Good morning. It is good to see you this morning. If you have your Bibles, uh, open up to Ephesians. You may be thinking, Ephesians, yes, we're going to finish Ephesians today on this post-Thanksgiving Sunday. It's so good to see you. Glad that you are here and glad that you're worshiping with us. If you're visiting this morning, if you'll make sure you stop by and... uh, On the way out the double doors and grab one of these red gift bags. We want to give that to you as our way of saying thanks. And uh, you are at Crossroads. You might be thinking that you are at the Cricket County Cafe. And you will be this weekend if you come and join us. For uh, for our dinner theater, so I hope you're planning on that Saturday, this Saturday and Sunday. If you want information or you need to get tickets, you can get those, or you can just pay as you come. So please uh, mark your calendar for that. Hey, I want to encourage you. Some of you are worshiping like you lost a ball game yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, who brought that up? Who brought that up? I noticed the uh, the garnet is not showing up too good today. I've seen some orange. Even the slides this morning in honor of that team are. Orange this morning, just for you. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, uh, we serve a victorious uh, king, and uh, he is the one that we celebrate today, and he is the one that we worship, and uh, I want to start this morning, Am I going to need to switch. Thank you, thank you. I don't mind using this one at all. Uh, I want to start this morning with um, a thank you. To you, as a church family, tell you what, our media team, by the way, if you want to serve with our media team, they're awesome. And you may think, I don't know how to do anything. If you know how to do this, they can use you. They can can train you how to do sound or video. Uh, We could use you today. I want to stop this morning, or start this morning by saying thank you to our church family. Um, What a blessing. What a blessing you are. Uh, If you missed last Sunday, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to participate. Uh, If you missed it, there's some uh, yellow envelopes in the back and some cards back there that you can pick up and fill out. Uh, Last Sunday was, I believe, a historical day in the life of our church when we um, agreed to come alongside God with our finances to accomplish His plan for Crossroads. And I think I announced the total last Sunday and it was wrong because it's actually been more than that this week. I think we're over the six hundred forty thousand dollar mark. So can we just give God a big hand for that? All right. That's kinda weak. That's like you're that's like you're a Carolina Gamecock fan <laughs> after yesterday. Can can we give the creator of the universe a better applause than that for what he did last week? Amen. Amen. You'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. I know it's early. I know it's early. Uh, Ephesians chapter six, Ephesians chapter six. Uh, I love this book and, um, we're going to wrap it up today with something that's very important. And, uh, that is, that is prayer. And Paul talked to us all throughout this book about how to be a warrior for Jesus. He gives us the tools to be a warrior. And isn't it interesting that after he gives us all the tools, uh, the most important one, well, they're all all important, but the the last one that he talked about was this tool right here, the offensive weapon of God's Word. He rounds up everything that he says with a few comments about prayer. And Ethan did a great job reading it. Uh, But let's read it one more time. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. Pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition, there's that word again, for all the saints, and pray in my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. As I thought about this morning how to kind of end this book, and of course thinking about thanksgiving, uh, I wanted to kind of put these points in a thanksgiving prayer because he mentions prayer and petition several times in these verses. And when you think about what he mentions, he mentions several things, but three specific things as one of your pastors, as I've reflected over what happened since last Sunday and over the last a little over two years that I've been with you, uh, I wanted to be kind of share some personal thoughts this morning and uh, tell you what I'm thankful for. And a lot of it is in these verses that Paul just mentioned. And the first thing that he says this in these verses is he's, he mentions prayer and petition at all times in the spirit. And I want to tell you this morning, one of the things that I'm thankful for is the spirit of God. And the Spirit of God that I see working in our church, and you've heard me say this uh, a couple times at least, that it is very difficult, yea, probably impossible, it is impossible, to live the life that God has called us to live without the power of the Spirit in our lives. And I am so thankful this morning for the Spirit of God. And Paul tells us in in this verse that because of the Spirit, we can pray... Uh, in all occasions matter of fact he says it this way with the prayer and petition pray at all times in the new american standard pray at all times and i thought about what i'm thankful for when it comes to the spirit of god and we think about prayer and the spirit because of the spirit i can pray on all occasions have you thought about that are you thankful for that i can pray when things are going good and there's been some times over the last couple of years that things have been good i can Pray when things are maybe not so good. I look at what's going on in our world sometimes, and like you, I can get a little discouraged and disappointed. But God, through the power of His Spirit, and with the gift of prayer, we can pray in all occasions, whether occasions are good or bad. We can also pray whether things are happy or sad. I know for some of us, uh, these holidays are going to be different. Maybe not... uh, What we expected. Maybe not what we hoped for. It doesn't make them necessarily bad. They're just different. And they may be sad. And you know what? That's okay. The creator of the universe can handle our sadness. And he can handle when we're praying, even when we're sad, even when we're glad, even when we are happy. When life is good, when life is bad, we can pray. That's the power of the Spirit, that we can pray on all occasions. But he also says in those verses, with this in view, he says, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition. And the word petition means there are all kinds of prayers and requests. That means the big requests, like, God, would you please move on, through the power of your Spirit, would you please move on the people of Crossroads, to help us come alongside you and do what you're calling us to do. And I think last Sunday was one of those big, at least in my view, a big prayer and a big answered prayer. But you know what? God is not just about the big request. God's about the small request. Some of you maybe this morning have some petitions and some requests that you would like to bring before God, but you think they're too small for God to be able to be concerned about. That's not true. God's Word tells us, Paul says, I think it's in another place, in the book of Philippians, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And that word all means, in the Greek, all. It means all, everything. The big requests, the small requests, the things that you may think are not important, they are. That means a significant request and the insignificant request. God, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, we can bring those requests to him. I'm thankful this morning for the Spirit of God. But he also says this in Verse 18. With Be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Some translations say uh, for the people of God. And the second thing that I'm thankful for this morning is not just the spirit of God, but the people of God. The people of God. You know what I have seen in the life of our church in the short amount of time that I've been here is when God, uh, w- when the church operates as God would have it to operate, some pretty incredible things happen. And I'm thankful for the people of God. I'm thankful for for this local people of God right here called Crossroads because I see God doing an incredible work in us and through us. And what I often hear in our culture uh, from people who aren't really plugged into community is all the negative and all the finger pointing and all the things that they would say about The hypocrites at the church. Well, I just want to tell you, if you're a child of God and that's your view of the church, you better you better get your heart right. Because Christ Jesus gave his life for the church. The church is his tool to accomplish his will and to bring about his kingdom. So I hear some folks say all the time, well, I I love God, but I'm not a fan of the church. How can you not be a fan of the bride of Christ? If I had a couple years ago been meeting with the pastor search committee and they'd have said, well, Jack, you know what? We really love you and we want you to come be uh, the pa- one of the pastors here, but your wife, we're not too much of a fan of her. <laughs> I probably would have said, have a nice life and said, see, ya, I don't want to be it. So I, I know that we as the church, because the church is people, it's, we're not a building, the church is people, that sometimes we don't get things right. Sometimes we drop the ball, sometimes we fail, sometimes our staff, sometimes one of your pastors, sometimes I drop the ball, sometimes I fail, that's humanity. But dear friends, the church is what God has ordained to accomplish his will on the earth. So the church is important, the church is us, the people of God, and Paul says in these verses, be on the alert with all perseverance and in petition for all the saints, be praying for the saints. There's hardly a day that goes by, I think I can say with full confidence, that I know the staff of this church is not praying for you. Generally, and for many of you as we are aware of your needs specifically. God is for you. And you know what? We as brothers and sisters in Christ should be for one another. And if you hear of other christians who claim to be christians and they're cutting down other believers i would tell you you might want to investigate the fruit of their life they may not be a child of god because children of god brothers and sisters in christ don't wish evil or ill will on a fellow believer we only want the best for one another or we should and that's why paul was challenging in his last comments to be praying and encouraging one another and asking god to meet the needs of the lord's people You know, when I think about the people of God, I think about what God's called us to be. I think about what God has called us to be here at Crossroads. Christ-centered. Christ-centered. It's kind of our mission statement. A place of real uh, relationships. Relationship-focused. Had a conversation with a dear friend this week. I hope she'll be a dear friend. Who dropped by our church. And as she was leaving... She said to me, she said, I need to be honest with you and tell you something. I said, what's that? She said, I'm not a religious person. I said, well, really, peel that back for me a little bit. What do you mean? And she said, well, I see some people in the church who say this on Sunday and they do this during the week. And I said to her, I said, well, you know, I would say to you that in the buckle of the Bible, the buckle of the Bible belt, she's not from America. I said, we have a great way of making it look like following Jesus as a religion. That it's an activity. Like we go see a ball game. We go to the movies. We go to church. And I said and. And I was about to finish my statement. And she said. And if it doesn't make any difference during the week. And it's only for Sundays. It's probably not real. And I said exactly. We probably have more in common than you think. Because I'm not a religious person either. And it surprised her. I hear us often in the Christian culture, inappropriately and incorrectly say that Christianity is a religion. Christianity, my dear friend, if it is a religion for you, that's probably why it's dry and you're bored and you really don't like it because Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship with a living God who's alive and well, who loved us so much that we're getting ready to celebrate that He sent His one and only Son. He so loved the world, He sent His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him, shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's a relationship. That's the church. That's what God set up. He also set up our body, our local body, to be a place where there's great opportunities to serve Him. That we are a shelter. We hear that often from folks who come and visit with us. And if you're visiting today, I pray that you sense that this is a place of shelter because of the power of the Holy Spirit and the supportive community. I am thankful... For the people of God, generally speaking, around the world that are making a difference for Christ. But specifically this morning, I want to tell you, I'm thankful for this group of people. I'm thankful for you, Crossroads, the people of God. Because I see God doing a work in our church through us and in us. And it's exciting because when the world begins to see that happen, God will begin to draw them to himself. But Paul goes on to say the third thing he says here is he talks about the privilege to share the gospel. And I am so thankful for that. Today, while we sit here in the luxury of these wonderful seats. In this great room that people had a vision to provide. And with sound system and Christmas trees. I'm well aware of the fact that there are many people that are worshipping right now as we speak underground for fear of being killed. And many of us in this church have stood in those places. Gretchen and Joey and I stood just near the border of one of those places in Mozambique, Africa, where pastors are being executed for sharing Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that, at least for now, in this country we have the privilege to share the gospel. And there's two things that Paul says about sharing the gospel He says, I pray that the utterance, verse 19, may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. That is actually our calling. And when I say our calling, it's not just the paid professional pastor's calling. It is our calling as people who know Jesus to go out into the world and make known the gospel. And that means making known means there's some people who don't know. Did you know there are people on planet earth today who have never heard the name of Jesus? That they have no idea that the only way to have eternal life is through a personal relationship with Jesus? There are people on planet earth who do not know that. They've never heard that. It's foreign to them. Would it surprise you to know that there are people in Greenville County who don't know that? There are. There are. Who have maybe come from other countries like the dear lady I was speaking with yesterday. Or maybe they've grown up with a a, a different image or the wrong connotation of what they think following Jesus is about. And they've never heard Jesus' name used in the right way. Maybe they've heard it used in profanity. There are people in this community who do not know the power of the gospel. And Paul is encouraging The church at Ephesus that he's writing to here to fearlessly make known to those who don't know the gospel. But he also goes on to say in verse 20, here he is an ambassador in change. And he says, proclaiming it boldly, that I may speak it boldly. And I'm thankful that in this country in which we live right now, not only can we fearlessly proclaim it to those who need to know it, but we can fearlessly say it and declare it because all people need it. And there may come a time where we're not able to boldly proclaim the gospel. Or maybe we're challenged not to boldly proclaim the gospel. I would just share with you, dear friends, we're actually in those times right now. There is a strong encouragement in different parts of our country, and maybe soon coming to the Bible Belt of the United States, where people will be encouraged not to be bold about sharing the gospel. We see it already. Our our young people see it in... University and college campuses and high school campuses. We may not see it as adults every day, but they feel the pressure. We need to be praying for them. So God has called us to be thankful. I don't want to read that verse again to recognize where Paul is when he's challenging the people that he's writing to here. He says, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Here he is an ambassador in chains and he's saying... That in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You know, there are a lot of things that we can speak boldly about. A lot of things we get excited about. And, dear friends, I would challenge us to get excited about Jesus, excited about sharing the gospel. If we we share about our favorite restaurant that we've just discovered, more than we share about the power of the gospel... There might, be a, there might be an issue because we have the opportunity to boldly proclaim and fearlessly, some translations say, I like that translation, fearlessly make known and declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I would just ask you to think about that question. What are you thankful for on this post Thanksgiving Sunday? Because we have much to be thankful for. As I was studying this week, I know a lot of preachers, you may have heard somebody say this before. Not necessarily wrong, but it kind of fails to really paint the true picture that that Thanksgiving is gratitude and gratitude is an attitude. Eh, it's not exactly what the Bible teaches. Thanksgiving is more than an attitude. Thanksgiving is more of a a concrete response. It's not just a feel-good attitude. It's a concrete response to what the king of the world has already done for us that says there's no question why I shouldn't be thankful. And it's interesting in our culture, a lot of times even among good moral folks, they're talking about, well, we should be thankful, we should be thankful. What is your thankfulness based in? If your thankfulness is not based and birthed in the fact that God is good and every good and perfect gift comes from God, according to the book of James, and the most perfect gift he could ever give was his son, all the other gifts that we get in life are really bonus. A friend of mine said it this way If you woke up this morning thanking God yesterday for what you would have today, would you have anything? It's a great question. It's a great question. So I'm thankful for the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God's work in our church family. I'm thankful for the people of God. I'm thankful for you today. And I'm thankful for the privilege that collectively we have to share the gospel. And dear friends, I I just believe that we're going to have the opportunity to do that in some ways that we may not even know about. As God opens the door for us personally, individually, and as a church in the future. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for your goodness to us today. I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of God that I sense is at work in this place. I thank you, Lord, for the people of God of of Crossroads. Lord, I I don't know why you are choosing to bless and to... Work in our lives the way that you are, but Lord, I just say thank you. Thank you. And Lord, I'm thankful for the opportunity that we have through this church, through our lives outside of the walls of this building, because we are the church. So we have an opportunity outside the walls of these bu- this building to share Jesus in our own way. It doesn't have to be the way that I would do it, but in our own personal way, through conversations at work, at school. Through demonstrating what following Jesus is all about. So, Lord, I pray in thanks this morning. Just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would forgive me for so often my prayers are, Lord, I need this. Would you help me with that? Would you watch over this? Would you watch over that? And, Lord, there's nothing wrong with that. But God, would you help my heart's desire to more often be, Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending the most perfect gift of your only son. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in my family's life. Thank you for the incredible privilege to be a part of a community of faith here at Crossroads that desires to see you work in our community. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Church family, this morning as you're praying... Maybe this morning you would like to offer one of those prayers of thanks. And in just a moment, Joey and our team are going to lead us in a song of invitation. Maybe you'd just like to slip out of your seat and come kneel at the front and offer a prayer of thanks to God. You can do that from your seat where you are as well. That's fine. But maybe you'd just like to tell the Lord thank you this morning. Maybe you'd like to say, Lord, thank you for the power of prayer that we can pray to you at all times. I don't know what God has uh, revealed to you or showed you this morning that you need to do, but I pray you would respond in obedience. Maybe you're visiting today. Maybe you've been a part of the Crossroads family for a few months and you're ready to put your roots down here and say, this is the place that I want to call home. I'll be here to welcome you this morning. Father, have your way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Would you stand with us? We're going to have a song of invitation. Pray that you just move and do what the Lord lays on your heart to do this morning.
0: We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message from Crossroads. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at crossroads.org. If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. The last year has been one of chaos and confusion, and we know many have become isolated and lonely. You can get Pastor Jack's new book, The Loneliness Solution, Finding Meaningful Connection in a Disconnected World, a great resource that will help you or you can give to a friend who might be struggling. This resource is also available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again next week.